Today's New Testament reading is from Romans, the ninth chapter. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise who are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said, About this time next year I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also, when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God, who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome the Reverend Dr. David Lewis from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In my time serving as a pastor and Bible study teacher, I have found that one of our Lutheran teachings that often makes many Christians feel most uncomfortable is the doctrine of election. This is the teaching that those who believe in Jesus were chosen or elected by God in eternity. And although this teaching is supposed to bring comfort to the elect, today this teaching often seems to bring out the question, why some and not others? And this is a question that we then acknowledge we cannot answer. And I recall that Romans chapter 9 was one pivotal passage that would give rise to such discussion. In Romans chapter 9, the Apostle Paul writes to Gentile believers to address the issue of Jewish unbelief. He argues that God has chosen the Gentile believers as people upon whom he would show mercy in Jesus Christ. Yet the inclusion of these Gentile believers was taking place even as many in Israel God's Old Testament people were not experiencing this mercy. Paul explains what was happening in Romans 9, verses 30 to 32. 
Ironically, the Gentiles, who were not pursuing righteousness, attained a righteousness that comes by means of faith. And this is faith that is in Jesus Christ and the redemption that he accomplished. Yet most of Israel, who were pursuing righteousness, did not succeed because they did not pursue a righteousness based on faith in Jesus, but on works. And Paul says that they stumbled over the stumbling stone, that is, Jesus Christ. But Paul makes it clear that underlying the inclusion of these Gentile believers into the people of God was God's own choice in the matter. He chose them to be the objects of his mercy in Jesus Christ. And it is this teaching that God chose or elected these people to be his people that is found to be offensive to many today. The question is asked, what gives God the right to choose some people upon whom to show mercy? What about the other people? And from our human perspective, this may not seem fair. People find this offensive in light of their understanding of what is just and right. I suppose there is some irony here, for even some of God's elect people today sometimes are offended with the teaching that God has chosen them to be his elect people. Paul's words in Romans chapter 9 can be difficult, and I think that this is not because these words are difficult to understand, but because of what Paul says here is pretty clear and straightforward. God is God, and therefore you, the human creature, are not God. God, the creator, will do with his creation what he wants. And it is not your place as his creatures to question what he chooses. We do not have the right. Yet rebellious humanity chafes at this thought. We want some control of our own in the matter. We want to maintain some agency. Yet Paul very clearly argues that, well, we have no control when it comes to salvation. It is all up to God. There is this twofold problem for us sinful humans. First, God is God, and so we are not, and God will do what he wants to do. And second, nothing that we do can attain the righteousness of God about which Paul is writing. This sobering reality presented by Paul may not only become the cause of offense, but perhaps even of despair. How can we respond before a God who is like this. What can we do before him? The answer Paul gives is nothing. It is up to God to act. We are at his mercy. Nevertheless, this God who is God and does what he wants has chosen to have mercy. As we heard in Romans chapter three, all people sinned and are falling short of God's glory. Yet God chooses to declare sinners righteous and just before him freely by means of his grace and through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. In the first century, he chose to call Gentile believers his people. These people were not of the chosen line of Abraham's descendants. They were not native Israelites, yet God called them his people. And because God is God, what he says goes. These people who were not his people became his people because he said so. And so also to you today, the people of God who are baptized into his son, Jesus Christ, I can proclaim these same words of Paul when he quotes the prophet Hosea. And in the very place where it is said to them, you are not my people, there they should be called sons of the living God. 
I invite you today as the people of God to rejoice in the mercy that he has lavished upon you in Christ Jesus our Lord. He shows mercy upon those whom he chooses. He chose you in Jesus Christ. And now you are God's people because he says so. And may the Lord God, our Heavenly Father, who has called you to faith in Jesus Christ, preserve you in this faith, both now and unto life everlasting. Amen. We thank the Reverend Dr. David Lewis from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri, for today's meditation on God's Word.